Welcome to another edition of Cheese Steaks With. So, I don't know when this started. Maybe like 10 years ago, my go-to question was, when I met somebody, I would say, where'd you go to college? Or where are you going to college, right? I remember I was out one time. There was a group of people, and I asked somebody that. And the guy said, I don't go to college. I work for my dad. And I was at a point in my life, I think I just started driving Uber. Uh, maybe I was thinking about it. But I was at a point in my life where I was like, kind of, realizing that a lot of college maybe isn't worth it, maybe isn't for everyone. And I remember my response was like, I didn't want to lean into all my thoughts and, you know, talk about that for the next 30 minutes or whatever. And I just kind of said like, oh, oh, that that's, that that's, that's cool. You know, it was like, it was one of those things where I actually run into it a lot in my Uber where people ask me like, oh, do you, do you have another job? And I don't usually like getting into all the video and content creation. So I just say, no, this is, this is it. And a lot of the responses I get is, oh, oh that's fine. That's okay. And I always think like, yeah, I didn't think it wasn't fine until you said that's fine, you know? So it was like a real, like, cringy, like, awkward moment. I felt so bad about that, so I switched it up. So then I started asking people, did you go to college? That was working well until one time I ran into somebody that was almost, like, offended. He took it like, what, you don't think I'd be smart enough to go to college? So I'm like, shit. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm asking these questions because I'm trying to, like, glean a little bit of information. I don't care if somebody went to college or anything like that. I'm trying to figure out, hey, did you go to you know, Temple, like a real hardworking blues collar school, or did you go mm -hmm. to, you know, Villanova up on the main line, or did you go to Penn State, some fake school out in fantasy land that, you know, <laughs> Colt mm -hmm. with a terrible football team? No, just a little, <laughs> little Penn State beef. But anyway, you know, you're asking these questions, not because you really care about the answer, but you're just trying to gain trying a little to make information. Conversation. About so I switched it up to what year did you graduate high school? And that works especially well in Delaware County. Basically, mm -hmm. what I'm asking is how old are you so we can play that silly game of, oh, maybe you know this person, maybe you don't know and this question was working great for like 10 years until I came on your wonderful podcast mm -hmm. and I had a great time. But I think I was talking with you, Vinny, mm -hmm. and I was like, when did you graduate high school? Because I was ready to play this who do you know in Delco game. Mm -hmm. And you said, well, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, huh, I've been asking that question for 10 years and nobody ever answered that mm -hmm. question. But I just thought it was really interesting because I don't know if all three of you didn't graduate high school. I don't know if you got GEDs. Just them two. Okay. I did graduate. Graduated. All right, I all right. graduated, but I graduated cyber school. I didn't finish my high school tenure. Okay. So, you, well, I'll get to that in a second. But basically, I want to tell you guys, like, where I want to go with this conversation, why mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting and really important. Because, obviously, like, right now, college and college tuition and college debt is a huge conversation. Mm -hmm. And I remember being... 18 17 years old and going into college and thinking like this is absolutely insane 17 18 years old you're making a decision of tens of thousands of dollars and most of the people myself included i went to college i always say i followed the crowd to college like i think mm -hmm. a lot of people go to college just because it's what everyone's doing right. and that's a mature thought to have on your part at that young age and that's the problem is that it like fishes young kids in to like follow that like that college dream like you're gonna go to parties and you're gonna get a great job afterwards and it's gonna be such a great experience and then you have a hundred thousand dollars of debt and then you're like fucked exactly and right. that's why it was super cool to meet you guys because like you know you guys seem to have it all together you're living out mm -hmm. in delco like you're like you know you're like functioning contributing members of society whereas i feel like there is this stigma or this like idea of if you don't go to college or if you don't take the traditional path you're going to be living under a bridge or in a van somewhere you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you guys like basically i, I kind of just want to know a little more about your story of like what kind of 
drove you to drop out? I thought it was interesting that like all, you know, three of you had, you know, similar experiences. I know you were childhood friends, so I don't know mm -hmm. if this is something you guys like talked about together. And I'm also curious, like as you know, life has progressed, you guys are all in your thirties now, right? Mm -hmm. you know, like me. Yep. And so it's like, have you run into either roadblocks or conversations or things where you're like, you know, it's just been a problem since then because my theory is, and I say this about college, like the second you graduate college and get that first job, nothing you did in college matters. Mm -hmm. Just like the second you get into college, none of your grades in high school matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just kind of have this theory that like, you know, over time you kind of like, it doesn't really matter what you did, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I guess, uh, to start, um, if you just kind of want to fill me in, oh, actually, and I do, maybe this will be the transition, which is funny. Mm -hmm. You said you're the one who did graduate, right? Yes. Which is ironically the only person here who was also a fellow Uber driver. So <laughs> for all those listening, if you graduate high school, you can become an Uber driver yep. like us here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had no, I don't think my mom would have let me drop out. Okay. That's the thing. My mom was, uh. I wouldn't say strict, but like determined, determined to to see me and my sisters do well. Um, so like I didn't have that. Not that he, their parents were like not determined to see them do well. Like right. they were, I guess, just a little more relaxed of their situations. Like just everybody's in a different situation. I didn't have like Vin, I think Vinny, you left to go to school early, right? Didn't you start? Well, not necessarily. Okay, but I actually just got my story like. Mm -hmm. It, reiterated in like mm -hmm. recently because that was so long ago and i don't remember what the exact reason was mm -hmm. but i remember i was having not so much like trouble learning in school but keeping my attention to school gotcha um and i guess that can be considered having like a uh not necessarily a disability but like needing like that extra Hey, focus. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. So, um, I guess the school at the time didn't think that I was um, worthy, or um, I didn't need like that extra like IEP learning stimulation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Whereas, I, like, I want to I want to say that we went to Upper Darby High School. Right, so, right, like, right, there's right. just like a just want to yeah. throw that yeah. in there. So, throw that but, right under the yeah. bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for for those who may not be familiar with Upper Darby, oh. uh, how do we? We had a police station in our school. There you like, go. There you that go. that, that yeah. enough that alone yeah. says it all. But a lot right. of the things of me not getting the education that I deserved or the attention that I deserved by teachers or whatever i needed at that time um was based off my parents income actually no way so it seemed like people that um were in families that were troubled or struggling got that extra help interesting from the school district um and were like you know placed in you know areas that they got the attention that they deserved right, rightfully right. but I also fell into that same category, but my parents were like more, like stable, I guess you could say. Or oh my, wow! Um, so it wasn't necessarily that they said you don't, um, you don't need an IEP because you need help in school. They said you don't need an IEP because you come from a stable family, it, which is 
basically how they laid it out. Um, and my mom no had asked way. them this question, and they were saying, you know, she's like, basically, so, you know, I make this much of my paycheck, my son can't get the help that he needs. And they were like, unfortunately, that's or you the way it looks. I, I think that's just, I mean, part of society, like, or like, like welfare in general. Like, right. if we just break it down to like the welfare system, like, they put you in a hole because, like, I grew up poor as shit. Like, my mom was on Section 8. My dad wasn't around. So my mom's on Section 8, had food stamps. But, like, <clears throat> once you get past the threshold of making X amount of dollars, they cut you off, and you're not making enough to pay your rent and put food on the table. Yeah. So you're far better staying in that, that hole yeah. that they put you in. And there's no program to get you out of that hole. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same problem. Is that, like, his parents probably, like, just met the cap. And it's like, no, you don't get the help. Like, there was right. never, like, you can get the help for, like, $20 a month. Or, like, right. there was, it was just done. So, yeah. so dropping out wasn't the first option. The next option that I was given, at least by my parents, was we're going to send you to a different school. Um, and then, uh, you know, music could also be your, like, major, basically. So, like, we want you to get everything, but, like, music could also be your main gig. And back then was when we were... We were all in a band together. Yeah, we were playing a lot together. Well, Simon wasn't. No, I wasn't in the was band. I, I hung out, but I wasn't yeah. part right. of that band. Same, he was a groupie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same crowd. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, I think there's a really cool thing I want to add in. Like, you guys are, like, elementary school kind yeah. of friends, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. way back. Like, so, yeah. same neighborhood. So, like, you guys grew up. And had this experience together, and I think that's kind of relevant, and I wanted to share that Phil with you. Phil and listeners. I literally so. fought, fist fought, over scooters when we were children. And then my mom hates his mom now, still because of that. No, really? Like, our parents really? hate each other. Yeah. 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 Like, the, like, I actually reconciled with his mom for the first time. For for no reason, like I didn't hate his mom, or but I just thought she hated me up until his wedding, which is oh literally just a couple years ago. <laughs> oh like now everything's straight. If I see his mom, it's all good. But That's like for hilarious. the longest time, I'm like, yeah. your mom hates me, and this is all from like a scooter fight <laughs> yeah. when we were ten. That's hilarious. Yeah. All I gotta say, don't cross my mom, bro. Oh, uh, Mama Keller, <laughs> no. she's a. So th that's the other thing is that like we all know each other's parents and like when i got engaged his mom called me and was like excited about it and like right. i'm like her second son so yeah. like and the same thing with his dad like and my mom too there was this one story and i don't know if we told on the podcast before but uh vinnie came over and <laughs> we were in high school <laughs> and my mom has the heat like on 80 all the time she's always cold <laughs> so he walks in and he's like god damn mayor uh, your heat's on fucking death. And then from in the oh, kitchen, death? yeah, from in the kitchen, she's like, well, if you don't like it, you can fucking leave, Vinny. <laughs> so that, that's how close we are. There you go. Yeah. And, I, and I stayed, by the way. Yeah. I stayed. <laughs> so, so what had happened was I got the option to go to a school where I can still get all of the um, basic general knowledge of everything that you get in a high school but with music being the major and what i had said was that i didn't want to do that because music was my passion initially and i said if you send me to a school to do music you're turning my music into work and then i'm not gonna love it anymore so and i think that's kind of when my mom was like r-h-e-d it is that so you were 15 or 16 at the time uh i was you were 17. It was 17. senior year. 17. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but I remember, like, the year that was supposed to be my final year was the year that I started, and I actually or started my trade schooling. So, after I got my GED, I went to 
um, automotive trade school. Okay. And learned a trade, and that's yeah, kind of start a few months before the cla- your class would have graduated. I I started like in the middle of the school year. Yeah. yeah. So like I was already in trade school before my graduating class graduated. Oh wow. Okay. So you went from high school basically to trade school. Like almost like straight to yeah. Gotcha. So once getting my GED, it was like, let's go. Yeah, the get learning moving. couldn't stop. That yeah. was the thing. You had to continue it. Yeah, my dad's like, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so the GED did that come with the trade school, or did you have to do that on your own? Or? I did that uh, on my own. So I I did whatever studying had to be done. Um, took the GED test at Delaware County Community College. Um, went there, passed it, and then. And you did that before, like you were still. Could have been in high school. Right. Could have been in high school. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to study for the GED? Um, not long. I, a lot of a lot of this stuff, um, which I, I'm kind of the person that like I'm a really good test taker, uh-huh. even if I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. If right, I'm right. guessing, I'm like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of common sense thing. Like every like fifth question is always going to be C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the facts. So, um, but I, I passed that pretty easily. I may have failed the first time. And I think the second time I went back, yeah, the second time I went back, it yeah. was like, I, but the first time I didn't fail by much. It That's like, interesting. It, it makes ministry. me wonder like how many ninth graders could take the GED test right. and pass. And then if they did that, it's like, does that mean high school is kind of redundant? You know? Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes I thought high school was more for the experience like I know I didn't like dive into any clubs or like sports or anything like music like our band was like what was my extracurricular activity and I know it was the same thing for Vinny um and like I remember but it's different because you had the personality where you could create something like that and you could organize that and you could run that yourself you didn't need a teacher to structure that for you right and just right. tell you when to show up a lot of kids don't have that that drive 100%. and that that mental organization to be able to fulfill the needs required of running a band, mm-hmm. trying to get shows, trying to record demos, get a CD pressed, you know, all mm-hmm. the, the steps that you took right. before you're even 20 years old. So, I mean, a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of kids need that that, that helping hand. Yeah. To structure direction. out and help yeah. flesh yeah. out. Which, which is fine. But for, but for the kids who like don't need that, like like you said, like we should be able to take your GED test at ninth yeah. grade and then like just start work, like get a few extra years on like getting your career together, like whatever you want to do. Yeah. It kind of sucks that you like, <clears throat> you start to miss things if you don't jump right into college. Yeah. And like how many kids are really ready to like, like do what they want right. or know what they want to do when they jump into college. Oh yeah, dude. I meant to look that up. I was looking like, up what, a what lot was your of major? communications. Okay. But even that, like it, <clears throat> I always say that it's like, I I love communications, mm-hmm. but it 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 just like I get upset thinking about it because I'm mm-hmm. in communications. I went to Temple, which is billed mm-hmm. as one of the best communication school. I mean, it's in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia's a great right. media market, as you mm-hmm. know. Right. And like I'm learning about who invented cable television when like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram are like. Literally knew at the time. So I, I was, and in I'm a, always like, dude, if I started a YouTube in 2008, mm-hmm. if I build up my Facebook in 2006, 
instead of being told by professors stay off of Facebook, you might, you know, not get a job if you post a picture with beer on there. Yep. Like, how ridiculous does that sound? So I have a friend who I was in a hip-hop group with. His name's Jeff, and these guys know him. And he's a pretty prolific dude. Like, his lyrics Wait, are... Wait, you were in the hip-hop group? I, I made the beats. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't gotcha. rap. I was no, wondering no, if you no, rapped. No, 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 no. You know, you guys have a more grunge, like, metal kind <laughs> of appearance. And you rapping. I don't even know little... what got me into making hip-hop beats. Like, that's a story for another day. I don't even know what got me there, but I did it. Yeah. And we made, like, two records, yeah, and they were actually... Just creative pretty... overload. I think yeah. they just started as a goof, dude, because, like... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. They were pretty... It, I felt like they were... The second record was awesome. Uh, he, no, I don't mean, like, it. it ended up as a goof, but I mean, like, yeah. starting out when you were first making them, I think you were just goofing around, because, maybe. like, I still have a CD somewhere in this house. It says Willie's Beats on it. Yeah, guy Jeff, he had told me, he's like, it's just like we were doing we started a regular minds 2008 like right when youtube was like really starting to get big and he's like watch one day this is going to be fucking tv this is going to replace the tv mm-hmm. and every time i'm eating every time i'm doing anything i'm mainly watching yeah. youtube and who's this jeff this guy his name's jeff caldwell like how old was he at the time like, uh just a couple years older yeah. than me right and he's mm-hmm. like what you know he wasn't a college professor is what i'm getting at no like, no not at he all he could realize that yeah and my college professors were telling me the exact opposite and talking mm. about, you know. Yeah. I mean, I go back as far as, like, my math teacher saying, like, oh, you need to learn this. You know, you're not just going to have a calculator in your pocket yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. I'm not That's just going to so have a calculator. I'm going to have a calculator and a phone oh and my, my wallet. And a video and, and camera. And a, I right, never computer. thought about that. Right. Yeah. That's so – they used to say that all the time. Yeah. But yeah. that shows you the difference. And That's it's not their so fault, true. but that shows you the difference between the old school way of thinking and the new school way of right. thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they were raised – that way right and they didn't have a calculator in their pocket at all times and they didn't have a phone on them they had to go get a quarter and run to the closest corner and pop it in yeah hey but you know when you're only dialing seven numbers instead of ten honestly for a part of our growing up we had to do that too yeah. So it's not entirely their fault not seeing, like, the future. Like, I That's mean, what look I at mean. our parents. You can't fault them for right. trying to impart the wisdom that they gained from their experience onto right. us. They didn't so know they that had the tech a, boom was going to happen right. the way it they, did. So they had more of life experience without this stuff mm-hmm. than we did. So we were able to transition into it more and right. see the future. Yes. we. It happened for us at a young enough age mm-hmm. during a transitional point in our lives that we could still make that jump. Right. You know what I mean? We right. didn't have this hard time. It's not like we're 50 years old when the first computer came out. It's like, this is new, but I can handle this. Right, right. So whenever I go to Georgia, right, this is how, like, my, my aunt, she's uh, she's in her 60s, and uh, whenever I go to visit, whenever she picks me up from the airport, she has MapQuest directions. <laughs> and this is like, and she yeah. has smartphone. She has a smartphone with GPS on it, and she won't use it. But she'll be wow. she'll be driving with the map quest in front of her face, like That's reading wild. it, almost getting in a car accident. Yeah. And I'm like, do you just want me to drive? Like, I know I don't know my way around, but I'll figure it out without reading a fucking map in yeah. my face. And my mom won't use GPS either. Like, Old habits die hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's so different. And like like with my education, that kind of. So, so what's your story? When you dropped out as well? I dropped out of Upper Darby. Okay. Because that wasn't going to happen. That yeah. just wasn't working out well. I was in advanced classes and stuff. Like, I, I wasn't failing. I wasn't, I just, it didn't work out well. I failed uh, my gym and health class. They wanted me to take it for like the second or third time or something. And I'm like, they wanted me to come back for a, a fifth year because of, of some kind of health class, some some weird fiasco. And I was like, you're what? joking, yeah. right? Like, 
I passed all my classes. I don't even have to take a math class because I have enough credits to, to walk right into college with all my math and whatever what? basics. You want me to come back for gym and health. Wow. Yeah. Good luck with that one, buddy. Yeah. I dropped my, my textbook on the desk in the uh, uh, counselor's office. I said, I'm not coming back. And that was pretty much the end of that. The, the, mm. the prioritization of, of mm. your education was weird. As far as Upper Darby goes, anyway, I don't know the yeah. way it is in a lot of other high schools, but like, to tell me that I I don't meet the minimum requirements to graduate because of gym and health—that's insane. Which, now I feel everybody should learn gym. And, you know, yeah. you got to be active and you got to mm. learn how the human body works, and everybody's got to see Chewbacca being born. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a requirement. Uh, but I mean, to tell me when I have so many credits that that I need to come back for whatever reason like that—that's insane. That's insane. Clearly, yeah. I'm smart enough to to. Get my GED or whatever. Yeah. Walk in a high school graduation. I don't need your your gym and health class. Which so figure this is out so right strange, now. and I don't know if it's per student that they make these rules and regulations. But I only had a half a day my senior year. Now, mind you, I didn't give a fuck about school until tenth grade, and I barely gave a fuck after that. Uh, Vinny and I both like failed eighth grade. We went to summer school together in eighth grade. Run a fucking muck of the summer school. Almost <laughs> got ourselves kicked out of summer school for fighting every kid there. <laughs> Uh, somehow made it to ninth grade, uh, pretty much failed ninth grade. And then I did okay up until senior year. I did okay. And I, by 11th grade, I had like distinguished honor roll. And, uh, by senior year, I had enough credits to take a half day. Oh, wow. So I got, I don't even think I ate lunch senior year. I did the same thing, but I did right. it backwards from you. You came in regular time and left half day. Yeah. I, you came in later. Yeah, I'm you, lazy, dude. I don't want to get would. up in the morning. Yeah, right. So I was like, can I sleep in? And they're like, we've never had anybody want to do that before. Uh, I guess. So they let me get away with it. So I showed up at 10 o'clock when everybody else showed up at 7.30. Oh, wow. Or whatever time it was. Seven, yeah. seven. It was a weird time. It was like 7.41, yeah. I think, was the first bell. And I'm like, that's a, that's a peculiar time. Like uh, We couldn't have gotten to get... Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I said that wasn't going to work out for me. I finished online because I, so I hated you, school. You could have graduated, like senior year, walked with a class, but they said no just because of, of health class. Yeah, I needed oh, like wow. um, now, did like you have elective class? credits and oh. like g- gym and health credits? So you did the four years. Uh, I dropped out in my senior year. Oh, so I oh, was, you like knew going into it you weren't going to be able to make it. I think it. it was like midway through my senior year because I had my economics class. I told like I didn't want to drop out until the end of the semester because I was actually enjoying my economics class. Gotcha. I I enjoy learning. Like I love to read. I love to learn things. I hated the structure that Upper Darby had. I didn't think like they were doing education in the best way. And I get it. There's a ton of kids and my grade specifically because I was two years below these guys. Uh, so my grade specifically had a lot of problems with kids coming in from Philly, you know what I mean, having to try to re-register every year to get the right people in the school who belonged in the school district and keep the people who didn't belong in that school oh, district were, out of the school. Gotcha. It was during that whole phase of things where they were trying right. to make sure that they had enough resources to go around because yeah. they the problem was they really did. Right. They there, was a, there was a lot of shit going on in the school that probably – deterred them from making positive changes on the uh, education side of things. Right. Well, like every what was your day graduation class. How many kids? Oh man, that that's a problem too. Uh, it had to be close to a thousand. That's like insane. that's that's just a problem I for the school logistically. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the the other issue was the fights. Like 
I know personally when I did have lunch like the first half of my senior year, like I would rush down to the cafeteria, get my food, and sit down to watch whatever <laughs> fight was going to happen because yeah. it was it was almost guaranteed that someone was going to fight, and yeah. it was almost guaranteed that a teacher was going to get involved, and then like on the off chance that the teacher got involved too much, they would get fucking hit in the face and knocked out too. Like that was like that was normal. Yeah. That's crazy. I've like, seen videos. I remember yeah. seeing videos. Right. Dude, I remember yeah. coming down Lansdowne Ave right there, and uh, it was these two black chicks fighting uh, right across from uh, uh, Bonner. And they literally, just like Bill said, grabbing each other by the hair. I remember the one girl ripping the other girl's weave out. And everybody on our boss was jumping up and down, screaming, freaking out, get her, get her. But, like, that was a daily occurrence. Yeah. It was a constant thing. I mean, I remember back in eighth grade when – uh, a lot of the Beverly Hills middle school students merged into Drexel Hill Middle School. And that was like, like we had our own little Remember the Titans style really? football team that year where like we weren't cool with one another. And then by the end of the season, it's like, that's my brother. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We were like 14 though. You know what I mean? Left so, side. Yeah. Strong side. Hell yeah. Love that movie. But uh, there was a lot of fights that year. And I remember there was a lot of like race-based violence and there was a lot of... Uh, teachers getting hit i remember my buddy uh going up after this one kid he clocks him everybody converges on the whole mess and then the teacher tries to get in the middle of it and you know as an adult now god bless that teacher for trying to control that chaos but that dude got hit and i don't even know who did it uh, <laughs> but, uh there's no video here, but Steinman was pointing to himself. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about it. But, yeah, no, I wasn't trying to hit him. <laughs> I uh, I went to go hit somebody else, and the dude stepped in the way and was like, oh, shit, I just hit the teacher. Wonder what's going to happen now. Um, nothing ended up happening, by oh, the way. Oh, wow. I wasn't even the problem in that mess. I was just trying to stop other people from hurting my buddy because they were, you know, trying to get him down and stomp him and shit. And I'm like, look, fights are fights, but I don't want anybody to die today, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's a little too much. We're too young Did for the that teacher go down? He didn't feel well, let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> he backed up a little bit. But, Jeez. yeah, no, and I mean... I, I think with, like, administration having to worry about that and now working for a school district and sort of having an understanding of, like, what they're actually putting their resources to and worrying about, mm -hmm. um, it's hard to, like, focus on, like, the education side of it, too, when you have so much chaos in other places. Like, you're oh, almost, yeah. like, you're almost running, like, a babysitting club. Like, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these stories right here, just from a couple of us show you the daily occurrences like that's what is distracting from prioritizing certain you know make sure that that x amount of dollars make it into the budget for new textbooks make yeah. sure every teacher restructures their curriculum every semester to give the the students the best learning experience it wasn't always like that it's you know make sure that this teacher is protected during this time because there's a lot of kids and a lot more kids than adults and if they decide to do something and the teacher has to step in what kind of danger are they in yeah you know what i mean like it it it's funny you say that because i remember when i i know i've admitted this to you guys before but i moved out to fake delco garnet valley my junior year and i remember specifically upper delco <laughs> <laughs> the upper echelon of delco. Uh, pinky up delco yeah. yes so I move out there, and you remember, I think like every school does it, maybe Upper Darby doesn't, but you know how they have that like 
you know, messed up car thing. Everybody goes out and looks mm-hmm. like the messed up car, and they say don't drink and drive and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember we were sitting out there. It's like the first month of school, and we're sitting out there on the hill, and I was talking to somebody next to me, and I was like, I realized I was there for like two, three weeks, maybe a month. I was like, there, there's been zero fights since I've been here. Like, this is just crazy. And I was coming from a Christian school when there was more fights there. <laughs> and... Again, I don't know who was in them, <laughs> as I pointed to myself. But I remember talking to someone. I was like, do people get in fights here? And he was like, well, I saw one fight once a year ago. And I was just like, it was very striking to me how, like, and my whole time there, I did not see a single fight. And it really does speak to your point. I remember, like, thinking, like, the environment. And it's not just a no fighting. Like, the parents were very involved in Garnet Valley. They would make this, like, crazy dinner before football mm-hmm. games. And, like, just the whole mentality was just, like, very different. And it's a really interesting concept, you know, to, to think about, especially now looking back that I'm a little older, like, trying to learn in an environment where there's teachers getting hit versus learning in an environment where there's like parents making you dinner. You know what I mean? Right. Like well, the school district I work for is an upper echelon school district for sure. And um the first day I started I'm walking down the hallway of the high school and you see a kid walk out of the high school and he gets on his phone. Just answers a phone call. And I like dude I'm walking with I'm like, is he allowed to do that? Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, they treat this like a mini college. Wow. The kids get to leave for lunch and they get to come back. Wow. And us, if we had, if somebody's so device, we did that, but we were never right. allowed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but can't you know. put a McDonald's half a block from the school and expect yeah. us not to go get it. <laughs> so, uh, if a device went off on our school bags, like made a beep, mm-hmm. they would call school security. Mm-hmm. School security would come to our classroom, search everybody. If that person didn't give up the device, oh wow. So if you were the dick who didn't give your phone or whatever you had up. Like everyone's CD player, anything electronic, anything with batteries that wasn't a calculator was gone and your parents had to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then that now I see this right kid away. just out in the hallway just yeah. answering a phone call. Like it's yeah. no big deal. And so it's it's like it just goes to show like when you're in like different environments, different areas yeah. that you grow up, more urban versus more rural and more wealthy versus more poor. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a class thing as well. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a neighborhood based class thing as far mm-hmm. as, as your high school experience. I mean, and. And there's some people that could potentially listen to this and go, I went to Upper Darby and it was nothing like that, even mm-hmm. if they went during the years that we went. But see, we didn't jump into those clubs, you know what I mean? We didn't have those click-type high school years that you see in, like, movies like The New Guy or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I played football in ninth grade, but that was very clickish, and And, like, none of us really got into the clickish sort of... Yeah side of high school we just wanted to go through high school do what we had to do you know i'm doing my time until i get out kind right, of feeling. Right, right. and like i said i like to learn but upper darby wasn't right yeah. and i was like no for me i'll take class on a computer that's fine i needed two classes to graduate or something yeah. by but the time fortunately for us like none of us were like into drugs or like getting real fucked up i mean right <laughs> not yeah not nothing to the point where like it fucked our lives up or even yeah. put us right. down Nobody to a bad path and uh we're all motivated we're all self-motivated like yeah we want to actually do good so like you were saying like you didn't go to college like i mean Vinny went to tech school and i went to uh the anthem institute for graphic design 
What was that? Anthem Institute. It was Anthem the <clears throat> it was like the tech school behind the Marpleton movie theater. Okay. It was there for a while. It's like a doctor's office now on a Planet okay. Fitness. Uh, but it was just one of those one year tech schools. Bill went oh, okay. to school at Planet Fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah where the Planet Fitness yeah. is. Uh, and then what about you after mm-hmm. high school? Did you go anywhere? Or? I did a little bit in uh, Delaware County Community College. I did start a. Uh, a computer science degree and that was after that was well after everything got i was in my like mid-20s when i decided to do that sonny was uh, also one of us that was like early on he was like already working gotcha like while he was in high school he was he already had a job and he was like 17 i was a mechanic i already started working on cars Mm -hmm. and stuff like i mean i've been hands-on since i was big enough to hold tools and i know Vinny is and i know bill's mechanically inclined as well like yeah we can all fix stuff we can all do you know electronic stuff to some degree or another so it was just kind of like it made more sense to dive in and start doing it because even when we were in high school, it was already starting with those rumblings of kids are going to college and graduating and not getting jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we didn't – I didn't see any major necessity for college at the time. There was nothing that, like, pointed out to me, you have to go or else this horrible thing will happen. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college. Yeah, right. Bill Gates <laughs> dropped out of college. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Some of the richest yeah. and smartest people in the world. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with a lot of what they do. Yeah. Zuckerberg's in some hot water from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, point being, you can still be wildly successful without graduating yeah. college. It's not always – if you structure your learning well enough yourself – what does it matter if you did it or if you have that piece of paper from the university? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about the knowledge accumulated. So I was on the verge of going to full sale for recording. Um, and if you remember this, because we were trying to find a new guitar player for our what band. What is this, full sale? Full sale in Florida. It's uh, like a it's like a media, multimedia uh, college. Anything in the entertainment industry is what they specialize gotcha. in, but like the technical side of it. Yeah, yeah. it's another trade school. But that would have been like a two-year school. would have been like put me in like $45,000 worth of debt. And fortunately, I'm glad I didn't go because I know how to do it now. And I learned it all on my own. But I was just too poor to go. I couldn't get loans. My mom couldn't co-sign for me. So my only option was like that tech school. And uh, that was only my backup plan. Because then like at that point, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go balls to the wall with the music and just uh mm-hmm. like try to tour is that what you did did you work in music after uh, well for a while i just tried to start bands and like get the band successful enough to go on the road and i just couldn't get anything to stick like yeah. everyone was just too busy with their like own lives and he was oh, busy yeah. with his tech school and then like he had just started with uh he got with his wife his current wife now so it was just it was just too much any band i was in just didn't really work yeah. out the music industry is insane it's man. tough so I, I was like you know what i'm just gonna go find a band in a different state who needs a torn guitarist because I'm ready just to hit the road. I have nothing tying me down. I had a girlfriend at the time, but uh, evidently music was more important than her yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, because I found a band from Atlanta and I had family in Atlanta. So it all just worked out. And then I moved down there, moved for a month. We rehearsed and then I went on tour. Oh, no way. Yeah, two tours. Oh, that's awesome. So I made it happen, but then the band wasn't making any money and uh, right. they broke up. So that's, I, uh, my cousins are really into music. They had a band too. And, uh, I I could listen to them talk for hours about how like, dude, even these like inter- bands that tour internationally, if you don't own rights to the song, like forget about mm-hmm. the band making money. Mm-hmm. Even when the songwriter starts making money, like mm-hmm. there was a, a famous drummer. You might have seen this. I I don't know his name or the band he was in, but he 
like just went on his international tour and then he posted his paycheck at the end of the tour and mm -hmm. it was like twenty five thousand dollars and mm -hmm. it was like he was like yeah it was cool i got to eat for free on the road and i got places to stay so i don't have mm -hmm. a lot of expenses but like my yearly salary is twenty five thousand dollars. Like I'm not this like rock star, you know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> being a rock star is not all it's cracked up to yeah, be. When so you get down to people, the numbers of it, it's people don't so understand glorious. how complex it is to get like a tour going to um like say like the B B and T Center or something or what is it now the Freedom, Freedom Mortgage, Mortgage Pavilion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's the E Center. Bands are bringing <laughs> semi trucks. And a driver for the semi-truck. And they're bringing multiple semi-trucks. And then they're bringing multiple tour buses for their entire crew. And then they're paying their crew salaries. So, like, once those expenses are eaten up and you've paid everybody, like, how much do you really have to bring home? Yeah. Like, unless you're a fucking Motley crew. That's right, a whole right. different ballgame. I've, I've looked up the numbers from a lot of bands, you know, touring. Just, just out of curiosity, you know, how feasible is it to be a rock star? And it, it's not. Yeah. I just watched a video the other <laughs> it's day. It's not very feasible. Of a guy who, I forget what band he was in, but he was talking about buying on to tours. Like, promoters will, not promoters, it would be like the booking manager of, like, the headlining band would make you buy onto the tour and not pay you while you're on the road. So you would pay the band five to ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. Just to go along with them for Just the exposure. Just for the exposure, wow. right. Um, That's And wild. then you, you're, you have to solely live off your merch sales. But the problem with merch sales is that, like, if you're, let's say, Motley Crue, right, you're headlining, mm -hmm. uh, and your shirts are 50 bucks, and people are buying your shirts for 50 bucks, well, you now, as a lower band, have to sell your shirts for 50 bucks. Next time you go see a band, oh, notice that that it doesn't matter what band they are on the bill, mm -hmm. all the merch are the, they're all the same. same price. Oh wow! Because you have to sell it. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, that's nuts. Yep, because they don't want you to outsell them. Right. Because yeah. people are going to be like, "Well, I'd rather just get the thirty dollars shirt." Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, Especially if like you make a tour shirt too with like with the dates and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. they're just going to buy your... a shirt for the memory, not for the actual shirt. Right. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's why. Yeah, it's a very, very competitive thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't be caught buying them scalper shirts either because we're stealing <laughs> the band's money. I got one of them scalper shirts for five bucks outside the tower, and I got Lemmy's autograph before he died. I was at work that night, and my buddy calls me, and he was working security down the tower. He's like, yo, there's two tickets waiting for you to go see Motorhead and Anthrax, uh, and if you don't go pick them up, I'm never going to do this for you again. I was like, but... I Thanks. Yeah. And I just hung up. Yeah, and I yeah. told my boss, I was like, bro, I got to go. Yeah. Like, you're closing the store alone tonight. And uh, I was working retail at the time. So it was like, it was miserable hours. I hated yeah. it. But uh, I jet home. I get changed. I go pick up my girl. And we go flying down to the tower just before Motorhead walks out. I'm like, yes. Go outside. Get to take pictures with the band. This was when Lemmy wasn't doing well. So he went straight on to the bus. Dudes out there, uh, one of the band guys, uh, like one of the crew, and he's like, all right, all right, I'm taking stuff into the bus to get Lemmy to sign. I can take one more thing. I dove for all I was worth, oh, man. I hand awesome. him that shirt. He snatches it, and I'm outside getting my picture taken with the other uh, Murderhead members. And a guy comes back in. He's like, who got the shirt? I'm like, me? Dude, so stoked. I think it's in that cabinet over there. That's but, sweet. Yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite things. Uh, so you were saying you were working retail. I guess I'm curious, after high school, what was your path? And this is kind of an open question to everyone. Like that, I know you went that, into that music. Was, yeah, that was my um, path. But, like, were you stuck working these jobs that were annoying? Or we like, all did, did retail you... at a point. And, I uh... used to work at Acme, like, all through high school. Dude, so. I worked at Acme, too, man. Did you? After, yeah. during college, yeah. <laughs> Uber Uber, and Acme. We got that this, going This is on. the genuine worked... Delco experience yeah, here. Man. So I worked from Acme till I was 20. 
It had to have been 10 years, so I was 26, because oh, wow. I worked there through touring. They let me leave oh, and come sweet. back and work between tours, yeah. and then I got to go back out on the that's road. That's cool. Something I'm getting from this conversation is I'm getting this impression from all you guys is, like, you didn't just, like, drop out or not finish and, like, look at it as, like, a vacation. No, we didn't, like, we didn't no, fuck there, off you at need all. To, you don't just do that and quit on life. Yeah. That won't get you anywhere. So, like, what was your game plan and what direction? So the only reason I'm not on the road now is because I ended up having a kid. Oh, okay. Like, that's literally the only reason that I'm not still pursuing music heavily. Yeah. And so... But, like, I'm still, I'm still playing music. Like, I'm yeah. still trying to be in bands because it's just something that's, like... That you love. It's embedded in my for soul. Sure. Like I, I don't like, feel you... right if I don't play guitar for like a week. Like it's a problem. With, <laughs> oh, like yeah. I, I, I don't get ment. I'm, I'm mentally just not good. Yeah. I'd go out and I'd see him in there at you know, ten, eleven, twelve o'clock. I'd go in and I hang out for a little while, three, four hours even. I'd leave at four in the morning. Be like, dude, that's it. I gotta crash out for a little while. I'd come back up noon the next day bang on the garage door because i'd hear the music and I, well, we lived half a block away from each other yeah. so it was always we were always all right there yeah and uh yeah I'd bang on the garage door yo dude you're back at it already dude i never quit are you kidding me yeah mm-hmm. you gotta go get some sleep like, that's why <laughs> he never stopped he was a machine that's insane I, st- I mean i still to this day on the days where i don't have my son i don't have to get him to school like yeah. i'm up till four in the morning and then i'll wake up at 6 30 7 o'clock and go to work jeez yeah. like he wouldn't even leave the garage to like Go to the bathroom. He was like literally. Like, I was pissing in bottles. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. the garage, like it was a row home, so it, like the garage was in the home, but it, there was no door going into my yeah. basement. Yeah. So it would just take too much time away from making music to go upstairs. <laughs> he was like exactly. <laughs> That's like... how determined he was. Taking mm-hmm. a piss was taking too much yeah. time away from music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like DiCaprio in fucking in the Aviator. I've never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> Need more milk. I mean, milk. Vinny, and, Vinny and I live together. Like recently, like just in the past couple years, uh, and uh, he'll tell you I was up till four in the morning. Like, damn, I have to Do set a thousand alarms. Uh, no, I play music. Why now, not? Is the question. So I was in a band called Purple of the Core. It was a Stone Temple Pilots tribute band, and I was getting paid more money playing in that band than I ever got paid playing music. So I was doing that for a while, but then I had some uh, some things to take care of. Uh, that prevented me from being in that band. So I had to take some time away, and then they found a new guitar player, rightfully gotcha. so, because yeah, I don't yeah. expect them to right. hold it up for me. Right. Um, so now I'm working on trying to start another band. But gotcha. that's not easy either. I know pursuing a passion, trust me, but mm-hmm. that's why I got an Uber. Like, you got to pay the bills, you know? So, like, when you're coming off a tour mm-hmm. and you eventually stop working at Acme, like, was it hard to make a move, like, being that you don't have the traditional education or resume? Not really. I mean... I always have the mentality uh, that I'm going to make something happen no matter what. Yeah. Like, there's no – no isn't an option in my head. I'm just going to make it happen. Yeah. So uh, It can't be. I it, mean, it can't be, it, right. The greatest so, success stories, whether, you know, they make mm-hmm. billions of dollars or, you know, just enough to get by, getting by is a success. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in this crazy economy today, you know what I mean? But – uh you can't say no. You can't ever doubt yourself. Especially you when you don't going. have that college education to back you up. Mm-hmm. Like, you're literally, everything's on your own merit. Like, you have to prove yourself every step of the way. You don't have a piece of paper telling somebody, like, that you can do Is it ever hard this. getting your foot in the door, or do you ever have to um, lie? You know, I no, know somebody no, so, who didn't graduate Temple, and he tells everyone that he graduated Temple. So, <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't ever lie. I just, I just go into the interview and just state, like, look, like... 
this is what I can do. I assure you that I will get the job done, and yeah. this is it. And I mean, I so like before, I, I, I feel like I've only had to... I've only had three jobs, okay. like three real paying jobs. That was McDonald's, Acme, and the school district. Now, but right. like at the same time, I got hired at the school district. I also got hired for SEPTA, and there was like an aptitude test to take before you got hired because I was going to be a bus driver, and I just picked the school district. Like when that. you go into these jobs and you're like, yeah, I didn't go to college and I've been touring, you know, having the time of my I life do, for the past Let me years, be honest dude. with you. I put that on my resume oh, that really? I was a touring musician because the way I look at it is like... It's interesting. It's one, interesting, but two, like, if you even just critically think about that, like, that's not easy. You don't just yeah. you don't just get up like I, I'm not just gonna say Ed you just want to go on tour and then right. we just get into a, a car and we go tour. That's true. Like that's very. There's true. so much into it. You got to yeah. book venues and you have to put the, I mean the work into the music. Now first off, that sounds like it would be a lot of fun. By the way, it, it is, oh, but yeah. it, there's also a lot of work to it. No, it's I not mean just, get, yeah. you and Ed just getting in a car and, and just going on, on yeah. tour. Right? <laughs> right on, baby. Um, a lot of trouble. <laughs> and now mind you, like I was only the touring guitar player. So they had already done the work prior. Right, right, right. But I had learned the songs, traveled to Atlanta, tried out, got the job. You took a risk. I took a risk. Yeah. And, like, if they ever question that, we can talk about that. Yeah, I can yeah. explain. That's a huge so, like, logistical undertaking to be able to complete all of that yeah. successfully and not yeah. have a tour fall apart in the middle. Right. 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 And then live off of fucking Denny's for four months. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's your way to go? Denny's. Yeah, I mean, we got, we got food. We got it depended on the venue. It was such like being a low level band and we could have a whole podcast about this. Talk about it. Uh, being a low level band, there were some nights where we had guarantees, which means like it was a contract saying we're going to get paid $500 for this show. Some nights where there were door deals, the promoter wins on the door deals because it's always like, all right, after the first 100 people come in, then you start making money. And we're like, okay, that sounds good. But then the promoter doesn't do work to promote us or promote the show. So then 50 people show up and we don't get paid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it was a problem. It, it really just depended on the night Yeah, how much we made. Bill I mean, Burr we, has a joke where he's like, uh, he's like just talking about like, you know, chasing after something. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, being on the road. Showing up to an IHOP, eating the all-you-can-eat pancakes for two ninety-nine, <laughs> just stuffing your face full of pancakes so you're good for till the next day. Yep. So <laughs> feeling so, like right. shit for the rest of the day. So I will say like, that I know that feeling. Yeah, we did well enough to get hotel rooms every night. Oh, okay. Um, and we Living ate long. We, yeah. we ate pretty well. <laughs> I slept in my car for these times. I mean, there were nights where we slept in the van, but there yeah. were, there was a lot of Waffle House trips. Uh, there were some nice restaurant, a nice restaurant we went to in Indianapolis. It was a nice shawarma restaurant, so we got a little, yeah. little fancy. But uh, the band, other band that we toured with, were geniuses. They would call like Domino's at the end of the night or like Chipotle and be like, "Hey, whatever you're throwing out, we will take oh, it." Nice. We are a poor Dude. Christian band. We just need to be fed. And they were far from Christian. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But, but, but they, they exploited Jesus and they got free food pretty much the whole hey, tour. honestly, Jesus would be happy, you know? He wanted to feed the hungry. So. Exactly. <laughs> but um, oh, I, it, it's just an undertaking to do that in the first place. So, like, yeah. I figure if I put it on a resume, like, that was a job. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't get paid much, but it was still a fucking job. But there's yeah. a lot of situations where you walk into an interview and your confidence plays just as much of a role mm, as yeah. your college degree. Have you guys run into problems? Like, uh, I'm guessing, do you work as a mechanic? Have you worked as a mechanic since? Um, not as a mechanic, but I am still currently in the automotive industry. Gotcha. 
I had a flashback to my cousin Vinny. I'm sure you know that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not as a mechanic. Yeah. As a mechanic. In my father's garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but have have you run into problems? Like, I mean, I guess if you're in the automotive industry and you have that tech school, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, yeah, like my, feeds into My it. resume is pretty shoddy because I've always jumped to the next best thing or the next person that wants to pay me more money to do the same job. Gotcha. Basically. And I want to say, like, every, like, two years, like, since my automotive career started, it's been, like, something new, something new. Or a recruiter's calling saying, like, hey, you know, Lamborghini's looking for a guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and I I know you know what you're doing. And so it's, like, usually I like to try to, like, plant my roots and, you know, stay there and get comfortable. But... You know, the money just gets more green. I was, I was, just, I was just about to say. Well, like, if Vinny's employer is listening, you're yeah. on notice. So, <laughs> I commend you for that because, like, I like stability. Like, I like to stay in the same mm-hmm. place and, kind of like, build life. those relationships and, like, and kind of build my my equity as far as, like, what I can, I don't want to say get away with, but, like, what leeway I have in oh, my yeah. job. Because yeah. I like flexibility, so... Um, my fiance's best friend's husband's father. Uh, Try to say that three times fast. Yeah, I know. Just, <laughs> Someone you know. <laughs> Someone I know. Uh, so this guy yeah. <laughs> said that uh, the position I work, I have now, was opening up at Aqua, and it was ninety thousand a year, and uh, you could work from home. But because I didn't know any more details than that, I didn't even pursue it. Like, and I'm making less than that. You but, can tell uh, him to call but, me. But, but no, yeah. it's the but the flexibility that I have. Gotcha. Like I can pretty much come in whenever I want, within reason. Like so, which means I can bring my son to school, which is huge, worth the the pay cut. Commend him for being able to do that, because like I just try to plant my feet and not leave. My lifestyle was also a lot more different than these two, mm-hmm. because I had started my life of settling down early. I was the first one yeah. out of the house, moved out with girlfriend, soon to be fiance. Like right then, almost after. Like, we had already gotten into our a second apartment, and then, boom. I don't even think you were 21 yet, were you? Or was it? I got, yeah, no, I was. Okay. Yeah, because we did the whole, you know, party thing, 21, 22, going to the bar every weekend. Like, mm-hmm. being irresponsible, fuck paying rent, we're getting drunk this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. We, priorities, guys, priorities. <laughs> right, but we were out. But the thing was, between me and her, was that we always had this mentality of, like, we'll figure it out. We always yeah. figure it out, no matter what. Like, the hustle was always there. And um, with that, it's, like, I always saw the job jumping with the more money and the more money. It's like, what's going to get me and my family now to the next step? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're in an apartment right now, and, like, I'm grateful for what we have, and, like, we live comfortable. But now I'm like, well, we need a house because, like, we're growing and we have a dog and they need a yard and the kids need to be outside and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what's going to get me there next? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when the offer is there and it's like it's going to push me that much closer to, you know, moving my family to the next step, then I'm taking it. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Have you ever run into problems of, like, you know, people question your background? Oh, 100%. Oh, really? And what kind of... Yeah, like, I've been on job interviews, and they've been like, you know, what's with the jump? What, you know, like, uh, 
and uh, I've been asked like the jump as far as as far as like why can't you keep a job for more than a year or two years so it's not really anything to do with your education it's more about it's more about like where where can I get you know the next big it's them looking at your your movement yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha so which a lot of places nowadays because I've gone to you know interview at other places like my last job I was released from um, and when I went to interview, I tried to get out of the automotive field, but then these places were like, yeah, well, it looks like, you know, you do a lot of jumping. I don't think you're going to, you know, work out here or, you know, it doesn't look like you even have the experience. So like, I don't think that we should hire you. But then like the next thing, you know, another automotive place is calling me like, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Want to come over? (laughs) Dude, there's a high turnover in the automotive industry Uh in in a lot of ways. There's a high turnover everywhere. That's true. People just aren't staying place anymore. But, I mean, that's why I wasn't interested in staying in the automotive because I got into it. So you start as a mechanic. Yeah. In your father's garage. Yeah, in my father's garage. Uh, Yeah, As a mechanic. (laughs) I, I didn't stick with that for Did you go to the tech same school sort of too? reason. I knew. I, I backed out of tech school at gotcha. the last second. Like, literally, the, the paperwork was in front of me, and it was, like, signed here. And I'm like, nope, yeah. changed my mind. And it just seemed like too much debt for something that I was already doing. You know what I mean? I was yeah. already working in a garage. Why am I going to give you $40,000, whatever it was? To continue working in, in a garage. garage. That, that doesn't seem like a good business decision to me. Right. I might only be 18 at the time or whatever. but And it's so funny you say that because I feel like a lot of majors, especially today, are like things you can learn on YouTube or yep. things that people do. And like, mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes I wonder, and I know there's like, I think film school is a really interesting idea because um, I know there's a lot, there. you can be like classically trained, right? And mm-hmm. it's always good to like, have mentors and stuff like that. But the value you would get for film school, I don't think it's worth the $100,000 more of what you can find on YouTube I was from the same uh, you, skilled type of people sharing what they know, you know? Or even the same value of just getting your foot in the door somewhere. Right, and, right, right. That's a great they point. They say a lot of people who work in the recording industry say that like they're going to hire somebody who's been interning at a recording studio or apprenticing, learning hands-on, than they would with a degree. Oh, wow. 100% they would hire them because they know what they're doing straight from the gate. In the past, the the school was an avenue to get that internship, to get Mm -hmm. that foot in the door, but now it just doesn't seem like it's like that anymore. School seems more appropriate if you have disposable income than than a, a requirement like no other way you know what i mean school yeah. before was the was the gatekeeper because there was no other way into certain industries right, right. I mean, now like i mean i'm in the av industry i don't have to have a degree there's certifications i can get but i don't have to have a college degree to get an av job it's it's sort of like bill's talking about experience dictates your capabilities as yeah. much as anything else you know and if now I've how'd got, you get into av stuff so it was like it started out you know low level i was a teenager you're you're the gopher you know what i mean you grab tools for the guy on the ladder uh, you're not in a, a technical position in a lot of the time. But then as you do that, you learn how to make certain wire connections. You know, you learn how to solder, you learn how to make a, an internet cable or something. And you, then you start figuring out, all right, well, I made the cable. What does it get plugged into? Yeah. Plug it into this, plug it into that. Okay, look, you just made your first connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just build little by little by little until you start programming things and you start doing all this stuff. And now... You know, I go to work and I get done my, my projects and I push a button and all of a sudden a projector comes on, a screen comes down. Uh, you know, all this shit happens from one single button push. And it's like, 
that's really cool that I know how to do that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I am by no stretch the best in the business, but there's some really interesting people out there that you run into. And a lot of guys are willing to trade knowledge. You know what I mean? So you talk to them, you learn a little bit from them, you apply it to what you're doing. All of a sudden you did something really cool that you weren't able to do before and you just build, you know what I mean? Off of that kind of stuff. And there's, there's minimum standards that you need to know um, to really make the best out of your, your career. But uh, honestly, I don't even feel like it's that hard, but I have that kind of passion for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I, I'm a video gamer. So like, Anything like that is cool to me. If I can take a, a game and throw it up on three screens, looks a lot cooler than on one screen, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, I'm going to have to talk to you because I've been wanting to stream, but I don't really play computer. I don't, I definitely don't play computer games, and I'm like not very good at like new systems. And I think it'd be so cool to stream like n64 yeah like i'd love that <laughs> but i want to connect it to my computer and like i got to figure out how to do that but like get an also emulator have the live chat going true um mm-hmm. i don't know what an emulator is i won't i'll tell you about yeah, it yeah yeah you guys hook me up <laughs> we but, can uh, so um, we can talk off yeah. mic. that's what i think I, I love about these two is that they're always making something out of nothing like Vinny said like we'll always make it work yeah like there's never any like Failure is just just a roadblock. Yeah. You just jump yeah. over the roadblock and then you keep going. Yeah, it's not an option. It's not an option. Like <clears throat> whether it even comes down to me, like, and I've done it before, like selling my music equipment to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the hustle is to make it work, whatever the sacrifice is to make it work, that's what's gonna get done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm, if, am I, you know, getting rid of Comcast because I can't afford it? You know, just so that I can have a little extra money to, you know, give to my kids for school lunches, you know, then that's what we're doing. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. But, I mean, but, amongst our group, quit is not, there's no quit in us. Now, you do you think you that. had that mentality before, like, high school? Like, where did that, did that, did that come as a result after, you know? I, I don't think so. I think it's just intrinsically in, in all of yeah. us. Like, and we just are able to manifest it and, and apply it to our like adult lives yeah but i think it was always there i mean Vin, me and Vinny hustled in our band mm-hmm. like we figured out ways to pay for recording and mm-hmm. where we're going to practice and like there was always a problem that we had to solve where we're going to get equipment from like how how are we going to talk our parents into buying us this that we yeah. needed for our band or how are we going to talk my mom into letting us play in her garage yeah like all hours of the day and night you know i use film as an example but mm-hmm. you know i i think that there's a lot of majors that are kind of like you can learn on your own and they might be a little redundant in college and then there's a lot of majors like engineering or i don't want my doctor to be a dropout to learn from youtube you know like right. I would, but like mm-hmm. i do think there's a lot of majors that might just be a four-year vacation with disposable income mm-hmm. but at the same time when you think about that other option of just dropping out and figuring it out yourself it's kind of i guess scary is a lazy word but yeah it's just kind of like knowing a lot of people i've met a lot of people in my life like we mentioned earlier a lot of people need that structure and they need that direction Mm -hmm. and guidance a lot of people are really good at following stereotypes and rules and whatever society has set out for you to be and a lot of people like, need that right you're supposed to graduate high school go to college get a job get married have a kid retire that's your life right like that's so, just like, the typical looking, looking back like what what 
qualities or traits would you say is like what makes you guys different from like being contributing functioning members of society versus somebody else who dropped out and is a mess you know i would say our ability to put up the blinders and like not worry about the outside world like it's just our i mean this is at least for me but i kind of i see it with these guys too like i don't give a fuck what anybody else is doing like i'm just gonna make my world happen yeah and i'm gonna make my world happen well like daily and there's no failure like shit's just gonna get done doesn't matter about my education i don't give a fuck about your master's degree like i'm gonna do just as good as you or better and watch me and tell me i can't do it right it's determination dude fuck your standards you know what i mean we're gonna get it done no matter what way we got to do it so i dig it <laughs> i think we can end on that note i don't yeah, think dude. it gets better than that i'm getting pretty hungry so yeah i'm <laughs> getting hungry too so what what, what are we doing for cheesesteaks here where are we going Stocks deli and Lansdowne. Doc's Deli lands down. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Uh, actually, it was just recommended to me by a friend. So yeah, there we go. That'll be perfect. <laughs> Doc's is good, man. You'll enjoy All right, it. let's awesome. do it. We are here in Deep Delco with these idiots that dropped out of high school. <laughs> no, but for real, had a really cool conversation just about taking a different path. And what we're about to get done right now is try out Doc's Deli. I went with Cooper, right? Uh, another extra cheese. Classic whiz. Yeah. Call this an old fashioned. Called and we asked for the recommendation. The guy who took the call said Cooper, which I was very surprised. I think Cooper, I think pinkies up here in deep delco you don't get the kind of snobby vibe that you would usually go with cooper so the outside appearance is completely deceptive you walk in there and there's a tasty cake wrap. that's in your way it's not like something to catch your eye maybe it's something like you need to reach over these tasty cakes and consciously <laughs> decide to not get some oh my gosh i'm she's, not gonna lie she's a hefty girl this looks this looks beautiful it's something else pretty fine presentation right there this looks like a cheesesteak you would see in a picture very so strong cheesesteak game here oh Oh, wow, that that is that's a beautiful looking cheesesteak. This is Delco right here, parking on the sidewalk, basement food, delicious graffiti <laughs> with death threats, mattress in the parking lot. Totally Delco. I'm just not the biggest Cooper Cooper guy. I'll swap the other half with it. I'm down to swap. Get the first cheesesteak swap too? No. No. Oh, Vinny, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you knowing. We all I'm watch. a subscriber. We all watch and we're all subscribed, but Vinny definitely is my guy. I usually do ketchup. I'll even throw pickles on there sometimes. Mm. I did nothing but straight steak and cheese this time with onion. You know, of all people, Delco Dan goes with ketchup. Tell you what, man, that's so, that filled up red. You got pickles on it? Pickles, ketchup, and bacon. I judged him a little bit there, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> do whatever he damn well. The Cooper needs ketchup. It's a little dry, isn't it? That's, yeah. I will say I have been a little generous in my ratings and looking back at my first season, this is the final episode of season one. And I'm gonna try to scale that back a little bit. But you also have to understand, I'm in Philadelphia. There's not too many places around here that are gonna do a bad job of making cheese steak. So, you chewed up in the comments for that? Uh, don't get enough views to get a lot of comments yet, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day I will. And I'm going to say, extra American cheese with fried onions, solid 8.9. It's like, it, it ranks pretty high up for me. You've been quiet back there, Vinny. You're the only one that went with Wiz. Yeah, and mine was not dry whatsoever, and I think 7, 8-ish, 7, 8, 7, 9. This might have been the first cheesesteak I had with Cooper Sharp cheese. I don't think Cooper's the play. I don't think Cooper's play here. I think Docs is trying to be something that it's not. We're in Lansdowne. We're not in Bryn Mawr, Docs. Like you I know? Said, I think they're trying to gentrify the cheesesteak. They're trying to gentrify the cheesesteak. I'm not disappointed with it. We're just like, 
Like 76ers. So 76 is baseline that's, Philly cheesesteak. That's cheese what I'm going with, 76. I had the privilege of trying both. Very disappointed in the Cooper Sharp. That's my second Cooper Sharp cheesesteak. And uh, just not a fan of it. The, the rest of the meat, the bread was good. I'm going to give it a 7 uh, for the Cooper. For the American, if it wasn't extra cheese, I don't know how dry it would be. So I'm going to give it a baseline. It's not a... It's definitely not not a Philly cheese day. I'll give it a 70. I'll go with a 78 with the cheese. Let's put it this way. If you're coming to Philly, hit the Wiz. It was the way it was meant to be. That baby was moist.